0: Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Show Company, whatever you want to call it. Company. I'm your host. uh, Gotta love the company. Um, I'm your host, J. Cap Morris. With me is Shaheen, Boxman in the Cut, recording, streaming, whatever the fuck he's doing over there. Something technical I don't know how to do. What's going on, guys? Same shit, man. Same shit, different day, you know? Cool, cool. Hanging and banging. Shit. Awesome. Yeah, getting... Getting technical, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, man. So uh, right. you know, a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, I feel like we haven't done this forever. It's only been, I don't know, I guess a little over a week or so. But uh, so many, so much stuff has happened. You got the the Mayweather fight. We got um, all sorts of different things. I watched the uh, Danny Havoc GCW shows, so you know we'll get into that at some point. Um,
1: yeah, we got tons of little news bits here and there. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, should be packed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Now, well, what do you want to get into, man? I guess we can talk about the whole McGregor and um Floyd. You know. Yeah. Get into
1: that a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. I actually didn't bootleg it. I-, I went to my friend's house. He was having a party, and then you know later on we we went out afterwards. But uh, dude, it's it's hilarious how many like like drunk white people were trying to be McGregor at bars afterwards, and how many black people were trying to be Floyd. It's hilarious. I was like, what the sure. fuck is going on, dude? Why is everybody trying to recreate this fight? This is like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? But, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get that. Um, Overall, it was a better fight than I expected. I expected a lot of fucking dipping and dodging and bullshitting. Um, McGregor did, did fine, I thought, you know, for not being a professional boxer. He lasted 10 rounds. He had the spaghetti legs going, like, six rounds in, you know? But uh, his punches, man, they just kind of seemed like he was kind of phoning it in. You know, I think it was just aired out, dude. He was winded. Yeah.
0: I I mean, it's tough because, you know, McGregor's not a boxer. So, I don't know if he wanted to, like, commit to anything and lay himself out. You know, some people said that maybe he was pulling his punches and giving the fight away. But... I don't know about all that. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, with the fixing side of things, I, I don't know. You yeah, know, it, if, if that was the case, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no. I mean, for the money and stuff that was on the line, those those two ended up with something around four hundred million dollars, like legitimately combined. Dude, I... Donald Trump probably
1: had money behind this shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like this is like this was like one of the biggest fights ever. You know, if not the biggest. This is like corporations backing this shit up. So when there's like billions of dollars on the line, you know, with with bets going on and all kinds of shit and investments, like they're not gonna have they're not gonna risk this guy going out there and having a legitimate boxing match where you know Floyd could knock the guy out in two seconds. You know, you don't want to leave people disappointed. Plus, they want to have probably the the rematch
0: eventually. Yeah, well, I don't think that's happening. But um, that you know, Bill Burr made the analogy in uh. The stand up i just went and saw him a couple weeks ago and he made the analogy this is a ridiculous fight it's like it's like um a cardiologist and a neurosurgeon going in and doing brain surgery to find out who's the better doctor right it's like well clearly the one that does the fucking brain surgery is going to be the one that you know so you know and, and, you know, there's obviously been tossed around the nonsense. Oh, yeah, maybe then they'll go on the Floyd ain't going on no fucking octagon. Cut that shit out. That's he would not die. happen.
1: No, no, no. He would it, die, dude.
0: Yeah, he'd get annihilated. He's, You know, he's too old. That's never been his thing. He's 50-0, and 0, and he just made something in the neighborhood of $300 million on just this fight. That's more than any professional athlete has ever made in his career combined, from what, you know, they're saying. That's off a one fight. That's not like as if he never made another dollar in his life. 300 fucking million dollars. He's 50 and 0. I don't think there's a rematch. I don't think there's anything. I think he could easily seal it up and there's not a reason to do anything. Because the only thing that can happen is he could lose. And the fuck is that, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's got nothing to gain from it other than some more money, which obviously he doesn't need. Yeah. This guy has more money than he can ever spend in his life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah guy almost made half a billion dollars in one fucking night man yeah this
0: dude is straight he doesn't need money yeah uh you know as far as the fight goes i mean yeah mcgregor hung in there a lot longer than i guess people expected mayweather's not a knockout artist either you know i mean he didn't McGregor didn't go in there with a fucking Tyson or you know someone who's known for just like laying people to fuck out. He's he's a defensive boxer. He kind of lets you play your game and feeds off of it and does his thing. So I think by nature, it's kind of crazy to think he was just gonna knock him out in a round or something because that's not even Floyd's game. Um, the you know the crazy like hammer punch shit that they were just letting go. That was kind of silly. I know it didn't do any damage, and that's the argument is, like, the ref let it go because they weren't damaging punches. But the shit just looked silly. Like, he wasn't even warning him, like, stop doing that shit that doesn't happen in boxing, bro. Right. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you trying to hammer the top of his head? Yeah. yeah um, the coconut punches, yeah, I don't, I don't know about those, man. And
1: yeah. uh, the, the one time you tried to put him in, like, a chokehold, <laughs> did you see <laughs> that? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're not, you're not in the octagon, man.
0: Yeah, um, and then as far as like the, the stoppage, I mean, yeah, I wish they would have just let him, you know, knock him down. Even, you know, uh, McGregor said he should have let me, you know, him knock me down. I would have rather they allowed that, um, but I mean, it was what it was. You know, he wasn't going to like make a sudden comeback. He didn't He didn't get robbed or anything. It was what it was. But Yeah, dude,
1: after the fifth round, you could say it was over, you know, he was yeah. winded. It was it was over. Floyd, he he knew what he was gonna do. You know, he was gonna tire the guy out. He was gonna let him throw all his punches, and you know, he was gonna block all of them for the first three rounds. The guy's gonna get tired out because he's not used to, you know, boxing matches, and and that's exactly how he won. He tired him out, and fucking he, he chalked up towards the end.
0: Yeah, you know, and here's the thing that got me. Here's the thing that pissed me off. Cause I, you know, look, I expected Mayweather to win. I don't like the fucking guy. Um, I, I'm not necessarily a McGregor fan either, but, um, I especially don't like Floyd cause he's a fucking woman beater. Um, I, you know, I don't, I'm not mad that he, he won. Like that's like something I completely expected. It, it's not like, Oh fuck, he won. Like I, I already knew that was happening. The thing that bothered me was like the people that came out of the woodwork, like their fucking, their father just want to fight. Yeah. You know I mean, like fucking screaming and, like, bugging the fuck out. Like, man, i seen chicks with the fucking Floyd Mayweather hats on and shit, and it's like, dude, he'd beat the shit out of you if you got out of line. Like, what kind of shit is this? And, you know, like, some people I just saw, like, way too hype for that dude. And it was like, I I, I don't respect that shit. I just don't, you know, whether you're the fucking Necro Butcher, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or the fucking Floyd Mayweather, I don't respect that shit. You know, you're not going to see me flying your flag if, if you're the type that will punch a woman in the face. Like, this dude's a professional boxer, 50 and 0, and really wouldn't think twice about punching a woman in the face. I'm just not with it, man.
1: Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I, um, like I said before, I, I was at a I was at a friend's house watching it. Um, me being the only non-black person in the room. There was probably like 15 people, 14 were black. I was the only one that's not white or black. And honestly, dude, it's it's crazy how everything is... I don't know if it's the whole thing with Trump and all these, you know, rallies going on and the KKK or whatever, but it really is a race war because they were all just rooting for for Mayweather just because he was black. You know what I mean? And I'm just sitting. There, I'm like, oh, bro, like, you know, he, he beat his wife, right? Oh, Man. yeah, it's personal though. This is one of us. I'm like, yeah, you don't really want to claim this dude. He's just like, it's like beating women up. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: You know? Yeah. I mean, and as far as one of us, the dude's a fucking billionaire. He's not one of you at all. Like, yeah, he's, he's not one of anybody. He's, like, he's in a league he, of his own. He's not you're even... not going to find him on your street ever. No. Like, You're know, hey, it's, we're definitely not going to
1: find Mayweather in North Philly, man. It's not happening. Nah. You
0: know? So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that shit's called for, you know, when it comes to, like, yeah, us versus them. I always hate the separation that way. But, again, like, I think you got to judge the guy's character myself. And, again, you know, watch the fight. Fucking expect whoever you want to win. And, you know, it just... For fucking entertainment's sake, but like, I just, it just irks me when people like fly to dude's flag. You know what I mean? Or to do like, yeah, that's my fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking team money and shit. And it's like, team, first off, you ain't got no fucking money. Second off, dude, that's that's the best part. Everybody <laughs> punches saying, women in the face.
1: That's the best part. Everybody's saying like team money and all that. It's like, dude, do you, do you have millions to show? Cause like, this guy would walk right by you. And wouldn't even fucking, you know, nod his head at you. They're so like, I don't really think you're on the same team. I'm not sure what your definition of team money is. Like, if you were living paycheck to paycheck, you're not on team money, bro. I'm sorry. No. You're not,
0: you know. Not at all. It's just, I don't know. That's the thing that pissed me off. And specifically, um, the one that really pissed me off was um, this dude. You know, you're not going to know what I'm talking about or anything. But I'll do my best to explain it. But there's a dude who's uh, like a personal trainer motivational speaker type dude he's um uh, he does like a lot of the pre-race stuff for um like some of the obstacle course races. And he's the realest motherfucker I've ever seen do any of that. Cause like, you know, the pre-race thing, some of them just they just have a script and every race they just read it off. You know, hey, you know, you go out there, you try your hardest, you do this, you help this, you know, I mean it's same old shit. But this dude's got like a passion behind what he's saying. Like he gets you amped the fuck up. Like he gets on some real shit and you're like, by the time the race starts, you like fuck i'm going to fucking kill it out there you know and if you watch like his his training and stuff he really pushes people and like brings them to like you know really test their self physically and he comes up with really innovative like training programs and this and that so he's just like a real motivational dude and he always seemed like a man of honor to me and um i i don't know i don't know if this was you know some of that black white thing because he's a black dude i don't know if it was you know some of that 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 led him in that direction to be so proud of this fucking dude. But after the fight, and it's like, yeah, of course, you heard some MMA guys out there saying, yeah, fucking uh, McGregor is going to win and this and that. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. And the same way I was saying, get the fuck out of here, he's saying, get the fuck out of here. But he was like amped and ready. And the second that fight was over, he was like screaming on on the fucking facebook live and shit like you know i want you motherfuckers doing push-ups for every fucking punch that did that floyd landed i told you dude not like and screaming i'm like yo man you're a little too hype for somebody that beats women dude like this is a dude that yeah, like i said he always spoke very motivational and respectfully and you know and pushed people and was and it was intense that way but always a dude where you go man i respect that dude you know and that shit like bothered me it was like he was like ridiculous hype and i was like this this dude just completely changed my opinion about that dude like he's always going to be a, an amazing physical training coach but i don't give a fuck about his opinion on morals of anything anymore you know right. it just like just drew a line to me it was just like what the fuck dude so, yeah it's
1: and you know you mentioned steve Austin, man and that's another guy that always kind of gets me because everybody praises him. And then it's like, eh, this guy kind of went to jail for being his wife. I mean, yeah. you know, how can you just, like, just forget it's not about that, that?
0: cool. It's really not that cool, you and, know?
1: Oh, but he, he, you know, he does a great stunner, though, you know? He's like, yeah, dude, that's cool. But he almost stunned his wife, too, and that's yeah. not cool, you know? Like, I don't know, man. People's, people's morals and ethics are all fucked up nowadays, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing surprises me.
0: And like I said, I, you know, I know it's a fight. I'm not saying, you know, boycott the fight because he beats women. I mean, maybe some people will go to that extent, and I don't have a problem with that. But I'll watch anything for entertainment, but you're not going to see me, like, fucking running around with his shirt and hat on and shit and screaming, that's my man when he wins. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I my morals don't take a break for entertainment. You know, they just don't. I mean, it is what it is. If, if you do some old grimy shit that I don't agree with, you know, mor- morally— you know i'm not gonna be like oh buddy does a really good fucking you know he does a hell of a, a death match or he, he does a hell of a you know yeah pro- he cuts a promo really good or he's 50 and know like so never mind that i mean if it was your sister that he punched in the face or your mother that he punched in the face you wouldn't be on his fucking team money but i guess it's all good because it ain't you bitch
1: yeah i mean it was it was the same thing at uh GCW when they brought out Necro Butcher, you know, everybody's like marking out in the parking Damn, lot, dude, and a lot of people that I'm, I was friends with at the show, you know, they're like talking to him for like a half hour, 45, I'm like, dude, you know, you know he beat his wife, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I heard about that, but like, man, it's, it's, it's Necro. I'm never gonna see this dude again. I'm like,
0: yeah. they're not
1: <laughs> <laughs> But he beat I'm his wife. Set. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I don't fucking get people.
0: And there was a point, too, where like, yeah, somebody asked, uh, said something. And he threatened to, to punch me in the face for liking a comment. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. Because uh, somebody had said something. He was arguing. It was actually over the Teddy Hart cat thing. And I I was fucking going off saying this and this, you know, about this is some old bullshit with him bringing his cat out and this and that. And he like jumped up on there like, Yo, like, uh, this is a trained performer. This cat, and like, he's trained this cat for years. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you know about anything cat related? Or what does Teddy know of anything cat related compared to what I've been dealing with for all these years? You know, and just pretty much just like stated my opinion and this and that. And uh, Johnny Calzone hit me up, and he's like, dude, it's your your wall. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to like put this dude on blast if you don't want me to on your wall. But like, if you give me permission, I'm like, Oh fucking have at it, dude. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, so he's like, how's a dude, you know, that hasn't fucking paid child support and fucking got their kids taken away and beat their wife. Um, you know, going to, going to take any kind of stance on, on this or something like that. And I just like, like the comment. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I should punch you in the face for liking that comment. Uh. (laughs) I was like, the fuck out of here! Yeah, punch punch yeah. you
1: in the face for liking the comment, but wouldn't threaten the guy that made the comment.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just like, all right, motherfucker, do all of that because you know. Yeah, I, I've yet to be punched in the face by the Necro Butcher. For the record,
1: yeah, it's probably not gonna happen either.
0: Yeah, I'm is. gonna go ahead and say it's not.
1: Yeah, dude's definitely chalk, man. I don't, I don't think that's happening anytime. Soon. <laughs> but uh, nah. yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's that wraps it up for the whole boxing thing. Unless you got anything else. But I, you know what? One thing though. Like, this is the only time I really got interested in boxing. But, dude, mm-hmm. I was like super hyped by like fucking like, you know, like nine o'clock. I'm like, yeah, this shit, this shit's gonna be fucking awesome. You know, I'm waiting for it. Like, six hours later, I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't even kind of wanna see this shit anymore. This is. That's-
0: yeah, I'm not a big UFC or boxing fan, but, like, when big, big name stuff comes up, I, I, you know, find a way to watch it or whatever, and it's the same shit, man. It all starts at 9, and by the time the main event comes, it's, like, fucking quarter to 12, and it's like, dude, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. I don't know how you motherfuckers do this. I just don't. I mean, I guess if you're on that closer to, like, the Vegas side of the country, because that's, I think, why it runs so late, because so much happens over there in Vegas yeah. and stuff. And that's why it starts so late. So it's probably not as bad for anyone in the middle of the country over. But as far as East Coast, I don't know how people are all fucking hyped up. I mean, the drinking and shit, you know, I guess back in the day when I'd be drinking, you just turn it into a long fucking messy night. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you'd be all fucking amped up at fucking midnight. But as a sober fucking almost 40 year old, man, I'm all fucking set. (laughs) Like I get
1: 12 o'clock for anything is a little. To start.
0: Um. You know, like yeah. That's
1: the same thing much. with like WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania is the same shit. You're like hype, you know, before it happens, then like six hours in, you're like, yeah, you just wrap this shit up. I, I don't give a fuck. It's it's Lesnar and who? Fuck it, dude. Just wrap it up. I'm I'm done. I, I need to go home. <laughs> I've seen the Usu smile for fucking forty five minutes. I'm done.
0: Let's <laughs> go. Smiling, that's when been- everything turns bad. Yeah, let's go.
1: Too much. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. But
1: uh, what else you got, man? I know we got a. Oh, wow. Uh,
0: Let me see. Let me pull up my topics over here. Uh, Sexy Star injures Rosemary on uh, Triple Mania, I think it was called. Speaking of manias. yeah. Um, Now, you know, this is the thing where you know, unless you knew any different I mean, you've seen like after a match where like a heel won't release a submission type thing. And it kind of looks about the same, you know, if they're working it. But apparently this was not a work. And after the match, she fucking had the arm bar on and was really fucking torquing it. And I guess tore, um, Rosemary's tricep, like legitimate, like fucked her up, yeah. uh, you know, took liberties. And, uh, a lot of the wrestling community and, the uh, you know, the wrestlers are taking a huge stand. Like it, it sounded like she's pretty much going to end up blackballed. Um,
1: yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, uh, the whole thing with triple a and, and, um, sexy star, but I guess, the girl's name was Talia, something like that. She was on Lucha Underground. She's, like, Johnny Morrison's girlfriend. She's in TNA now. Um, Global Force, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, Talia was the women's champion of Triple H, I believe. And then they, they had Sexy Star return as a surprise. And I guess Talia didn't really know about it. Like, it was an actual surprise. Mm-hmm. So she basically got up and quit and said, like, fuck it, I- I'm not... Da-. So I don't know. I guess Sexy Star had a lot of heat before. I'm not sure exactly... Uh, Boxman's correcting me right now, and he's saying Taya, Taya—that's her name, not not Talia, Taya. Whatever. Um, but I guess she had like you know prior heat with a lot of different people coming into Triple A, and uh, this this isn't gonna help. You know, if you're fucking shooting on people just because they're not selling enough for you, or you know they botched a the move or whatever the case may have been, I don't think this is like an Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan case where somebody paid a hundred grand, you know, for her to break her fucking arm. I'm pretty sure she just got irritated in the match and. You know, wanted some payback, but this isn't the way, though.
0: No, um, I mean, I completely understand people taking a stand against this and and you know, uh, talking out about this, but I find it awkward that, and again, like I don't, I don't think like they should like let up on her or anything like that. But where are all the people having, you know, taking the same stance on fucking New Jack? I mean, this dude legitimately cut a dude from fucking ear to ear, uh, you know, across his forehead. And the dude ended up killing himself afterwards. I mean, you could say that was his fault or not. I mean, I don't know. Dude had his own demons. Um, you know, he, he fucking legitimately stabbed, like stabbed, puncture stabbed the shit out of that other Crocodile Dundee dude or whatever the fuck his 14 name times. Was. He, he bucked 50 of them, dude. He fucking cut his cheek. Yeah, he fucked that dude up. He hit fucking uh, Gypsy Joe with a metal bat in the head like legit and, and said he, he wished that he would have died when he did that shit. I like what is what is different about what he's done and what this chick's done? Why why is it so so many people are jumping up calling her a piece of shit and taking a stand against him but New Jack's just New Jack.
1: That's well, just people being selective. Dude, it's the same shit as as the whole thing with Austin being being a woman beater, you know, a lot of people like, to overlook that because he's Austin. Same shit with New Jack. You know, New Jack, a lot of people come up with these excuses. Oh, with the Gypsy Joe think? somebody called him an N-word and he flipped out. It's like, eh, you're, you're going to Alabama, dude. You should kind of know what you're getting yourself into over there. You know what I mean? He, he knows. He, dude, he wrestled in fucking Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You know? Mm. He, he made his career off of being called the N-word and him... Being the guy to piss off black uh, white people, you know, like Jim Corder when he went in, he was like, "Dude, do anything, just piss off fucking white people. Say whatever you want." Mm-hmm. You know, so he's used to that. So I don't really buy, you know, a, a, a old fat white trash, you know, lady sitting in the fucking between the thirty other fat fucking white ladies, you know, calling him an N word, and he's gonna flip out and take it out on Gypsy Joe. I don't buy that. With the other dude, with him, him legitimately punching him in the face and him stabbing him. Eh, yeah, he punched you in the face. Fucking headbutt him. I don't know,
0: dude. Yeah, that shit was... Uh, he tried to scoop him up. Because yeah. I, I watched that video a million times. I'm not going to tell you it wasn't entertaining to me.
1: No, but, all, all of them were fantastic for entertainment. But, you like, know, dude, I mean, like,
0: come on, man. With him doing live commentary on it with Rob Feinstein, uh, uh, that... He, like, he says it so casually. Like, it's a straight-up felony. <laughs> and it, it, because it's wrestling, it's like, okay. And he's like... The dude tried to scoop me. I didn't want him to scoop me. So you can see here where I go in my pocket and I get my blade out. It was about this big. And he fucking measures <laughs> out like six inches. He's like, and I just start sticking him. And I stick him. <laughs> and I stick him again and stick him. And I, this time, the knife got stuck in, I think, like his shoulder blade or something. So <laughs> it took me a minute to get it out. And then I started sticking him again. Yeah, he's just incriminating himself over and over again. <laughs> And it's like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it was the most absurd shit in the world. But then somehow it's just like, ah, I love New Jack. New Jack's a crazy motherfucker. But like, uh, but this chick, you know, goes overboard on a submission. And again, I don't think that's right either. But you know, I mean, I just don't see you know Sammy Callahan taking a stand against fucking New Jack. I don't see you know, you know, all the people who are taking a stand against this chick should never be in wrestling. I mean, shit. You know what's uh what's good with the fucking the other side of things is as New Jack's not the only person to do it, but I think he's probably the most extreme offender as far as uh.
1: Jay, think about it like this: IWA Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, WCC, whatever the fuck it was called, um, WWC. That's what it was actually. Uh, when Carlos Colon, old, oh, you know, he he had Bruce Brody get fucking stabbed and all that shit. All these people in all these interviews are calling him a piece of shit, yet they worked for him afterwards. You know? But look at how many fucking indie guys right now shit it on Feinstein when, when that video came out with Ring uh, of Honor and they work with him, after, including Dreamer. This yeah. guy's a fucking partner of his. Mm-hmm. You know? It's dude, wrestlers are fucking. I'm sorry, they're fucking scumbags for the most part. You know,
0: yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, seriously though, I mean, I mean the, the the Feinstein thing. I mean, we just keep going from one thing to the next. But the Feinstein thing, fucking Gage went on Smart Mark's fucking shoot interview the first time he got out of fucking prison. He wasn't even on Eastern Block yet. That that was in his last year stretch. He, this dude did like fucking four or five years in prison, no Eastern Block. He went back in for a year, fucking. Gang affiliated and proud of it on every promo. So he was he was on
1: the West side the first time. He he, he got got moved around.
0: Oh that that last year was a motherfucker. Um so (laughs) so anyway, he he comes out on the smart mark video shoot interview and just kind of randomly goes into fucking Rob Feinstein. He was on catch the predator. He's like, Yeah, who the fuck does that? Fucking fucking weirdo, fucking pedophile. He's like, that shit's not cool. Fuck that guy. That's exactly how you would sound too. Just. Fucking like two weeks later, if that. Not even. He's on Feinstein's shoot interview and he's like, "Come on, Rob, you know I'd do anything for you, bro." Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob. You remember that, Rob? Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, the holy night and day, shit. It's like you you know that your fans are watching all of the shit you're putting out right now. After this long ass stretch in prison, they're watching all of it, and and you're sounding crazy. So, I mean, yeah. dude,
1: look look at it even more, more recently with the with the guy that probably you and I both respect a lot, Zandik. I mean, he says all this shit about DJ, but when it came to business, he, he was going to work with him. Yeah. And now it's back to the same thing, and I guarantee you, if if he offers him some money, he'll probably do it again.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. You know? I wouldn't. It's
1: just, it's, it's fucking wrestling, dude. There's, like, a couple people that are, like, super honest. The rest, they'll, they'll do fucking anything, man. Yeah. You know? But... Yo, uh, one thing I did I did want to mention, uh, Joey Janela. Did you see this? He's being advertised for fucking uh, pro wrestling gorilla. Yeah, good, good. I actually I was waiting for it because like, dude, it's been he's been making some noise for a couple years now, you know. Yeah,
0: and he's right up there, alley, you know. He he's that type of you know wrestler to you know do big spots and you know stuff that's gonna pop the shit out of the crowd. And I mean, yeah, I'm really surprised it's taken this long, you know. I expected, you know, when him and Leo were first blowing shit up, I expected him to hop over there then. Yeah. So, I'm surprised, but good for him. I mean, you know, I said he's uh he's that type of guy. I I think he could, you know, get over with that crowd easily. And hopefully that, you know, that helps him open up some more doors cuz a lot of times PWG stands as a a very big platform as far as no people noticing.
1: Yeah. It's know, um I talked about this on on the Wednesday show with Boxman too, and um Honestly like PWG I, th- I think it's fair to say that it's like the pre NXT to NXT you know what I mean like that's when that's where people get recognized so look at Leo Rush he went to PWG for a couple months got signed any of these guys getting signed recently? All PWG guys that are that are on the regular yeah. shows: Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole. Granted, a lot of them
0: do Ring of Honor as well. Yeah, but. Ring of Honor. I think you can give a lot of credit for that stuff too. Yeah,
1: I I pretty much sum up like PWG and Ring of Honor. They they share the same fucking talent, you know, for the most part. But um, yeah, I mean, best of luck to Joey Janela. You know, I just I think he's probably gonna get signed by the end of the year if uh, if he can get into shape and shit. But
0: yeah, that's that's a major thing to me. Yeah.
1: Well, look at Chris Hero now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they're not even fucking using him
1: on TV, right? I I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched NXT, but he wasn't on the TakeOver show, so. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I thought he was going to, like, challenge for the title because, like, you know, they they lost a lot of people. Nakamura moving up. You know, all these guys leaving. I was like, all right, well, they're probably going to do Bobby Roode and Chris Hero eventually. No, yeah, he just disappeared.
0: Nothing. Yeah, but he didn't disappear. He's very big somewhere in the building. <laughs> yeah,
1: he is. <laughs> Snacking on a tub of mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, that that dude is silly looking. Yeah. And then he started the basketball jersey gimmick, like that's going to fix it. Yeah, it's fucking 98 all over again. Yeah. You remember when Fabulous had like the
1: fucking biggest jersey collection of all time? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, that was 98, 99. <laughs> it's fucking 2017, man. No one's wearing jerseys.
0: Speaking of ridiculous shit, man. What's your thoughts on the the elbow drop from the rafters from fucking uh, Marcus Everett on the, the IWA show? Who the fuck Holy. is he?
1: Who's who the hell is
0: Marcus Everett? Uh, I don't know, the guy that jumped off the rafters and right. overshot a table onto the floor.
1: I love how for, at first people thought it was black G's. because he, shared, yeah, he it. shared it, and they're like, "Dude, are you okay?"
0: He's like, "Yeah, I, I, I mean, I laughed hard, and my ribs kind of hurt, but other than that, like." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's like, I almost pulled something laughing at this motherfucker, but otherwise, yeah, I'm good.
1: Dude, how do you, I mean, I'm not a wrestler, you know, I'm not trained, but just common sense being up there, wouldn't you be able to tell that the table is way too close? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I'm not going to make it.
0: You know, just signal the ref, something, you know. I mean, you could jump shorter. I mean, that's definitely an option. I, I guess, but I mean, if you wanted to He didn't undershoot it. Yeah, I mean, if it's too far, you can't just jump further. I mean, it is what it is, but, well, this, I mean, you could jump shorter.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this looked like it was, like, it was way too close to the point where he yeah. had to either, like, kind of, like, double stomp it or do, like, a splash, but a splash, you know, if it's too fucking close, then... I don't know how he didn't break
0: everything in his body. Yeah, it's like, a I don't know how he didn't, like, break his hips and just fucking, like, Collapse become part on. of the floor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was he's fucking chalked up, man. I don't know. I,
1: best of luck to that guy recovery.
0: Uh, I heard he uh, fucking finished the match and everything. Though. Like, laid there for a while and then, like, kind of dragged himself off the floor and they fucking finished the match. Just, like, peeled him
1: off the ground.
0: Yeah. Get back in the ring. Holy shit, that was one of the funniest botches I've ever seen. And that was IWA uh, Deep South, right? Mid-South. Mid-South. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was Mid-South. He doesn't work there anymore.
1: Yeah, good. He probably, <laughs> <laughs> that guy that was probably like should have. That probably should be blackballed.
0: Failed audition. Yeah, clearly, man. He
1: can join the rejects. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um What's going on with IWA Mitsa? I know we talked about it a couple months ago where he, he was talking about uh possibly, you know, taking a break.
0: Has there been any like updates? Like, has he- I haven't heard much. I know that that kind of floats around every once in a while. And Ian, you know, Ian has lost a good portion of his sight, you know, through the diabetes and shit. He's got a lot of shit that's fucked up. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to surprise me when he finally can't do it. I don't know, like if his son's going to be able to take over and, you know, do all the booking and this and that. I, you know, I'm sure he's getting a lot of help with it right now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know financially it doesn't really add up for, for the most part. Yeah, that's Uh, what it is, though. It's,
1: I think it's financially. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I mean, this helps, you know.
0: Definitely factoring
1: in. No, oh, I'm sure, but I just I just can't imagine running for twenty plus years when you're not making money off these shows, you know? Right. Because uh, let's be real, man. I mean, he's using guys like Masada and bringing in, you know, Jonathan Gresham and Janella and Leo Rush and all these guys, and then they're drawing like sixty people. It's like, well, you got to be That's losing crazy. money, right?
0: Yeah. I always said, you know, I would really like to see him take the fucking show on the road. Ian Rotten's one of the best bookers of all time on the indies. He really is. I and mean, if you go back to the TPIs and and the stuff like that, and he, yeah. he was booking so many fucking guys before there were anyone from the CM punks and the Chris heroes. And the, I mean, you name it. I mean, everyone, he,
1: everyone on NXT and WWE right now, pretty much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like literally, like, like
1: most of the roster.
0: Yeah. and And I know that like he'd be somewhat abandoning his crowd. And I think that's why he hasn't done it. But if he like came out to the East Coast and ran, you know, six shows a year, four shows a year or something and just made them big blockbuster shows, he'd make a ton of fucking money. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he's had he's had pretty good deals with DJ in the past. You know, they had a little, you know, didn't work out relationship on the last trip around. But if he did work out something like that and ran a king of the death match in DJ's yard or some shit, you know, like, look. You run the beginning of the summer, I'll run the end of the summer, we'll fucking come together, I'll pay you this much rent, you know, I'll give you a percentage of the merch or something or whatever. Just cut some kind of fucking deal and, you know, run a king of the death match in fucking Delaware. I mean, that fucking field would be so loaded. I mean, it, you see what they do with TOD. Yeah. And if it was an Ian Rotten fucking, they could even run, you know, a two-day. I don't know how much the hotel accommodations are around there because I haven't seen a hotel anywhere near dude, there every,
1: everybody just camp out back it's fucking big enough fuck <laughs> yeah right work up and just chalk it off for the night man wake up in the morning You're ready for it that dude actually i would be down for that that'd be awesome yeah i mean it would be a fucking
0: mess though oh it would be yeah i mean dude, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's, it would be it's, gross. It's, it's, gross it's gross on a one-day event so i can't imagine it continuing where people didn't leave <laughs> it would get yeah. fucking bad you need to like some form of security, other than the ones that were watching over me, getting my arm cut open. Hey, you mean like the the sixteen year olds that are security? Jimmy security, yeah.
1: Nah, I, I think that would be a that would be fucking awesome. But I, I mean, yeah, realistically, I mean, they're gonna ruin his fucking property. I mean, they 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 were pretty yeah. good about it last time, but for the most part, every year shit gets trashed over there. You know what I mean? Just imagine a whole fucking two days. Of all these scumbags just parking up yeah. and just loitering everywhere and just fucking littering all their trash and just
0: yeah, banging. I mean, for that reason, maybe the two-day thing isn't worth it. Um, But, I mean, even if it was a one-day deal, you know, they did, you know, an afternoon and a night show. So you had, like, the marathon fucking eight hours of wrestling. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think they would make tremendous amount of money there. But, you know. Dude, morning tournament, have eat the turnbuckle play for a couple hours. That gives
1: people a break. You know, they, mm-hmm. they do their thing and then run a fucking other tournament at night. I mean, it's it's a lot of fucking wrestling, but if you give them a nice four or five hour break in between.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First round, you know, early yeah. and the second, you know, two rounds or three rounds. Like they do King of the Death with the, night one, night two. Because yeah. uh, when we went in, uh, what was it, 2015, they had, uh, it was going to be night one and we got like fucking. A couple matches in, um, three, four matches in, I think, something like that. And then the rain just fucking came down and it was like fucking, we're beat. Yeah. So uh, they just fucking wrapped it up and they were having problems with the power too because they were trying to keep lights on and shit. And uh, mm-hmm. so they were just like, all right, come back in the morning, guys. We're going to just get all this shit done. And they already had plans to do Queen of the Death match before King of the Death match second round that day. So they put in the rest of the first round, then Queen of the Death match, and then the rest of the fucking King of the Deathmatch. It was a lot of fucking yeah, wrestling, but but it was awesome. I mean it was fucking awesome. That was the you know, the 50 minute match with Gage and, and uh Murdoch. Um, you know, the uh by the time that match ended, the next match was fucking Tremont and um Masada. And you had people, they were pulling cars up around and using the headlights for fucking lights yeah. for fucking day. Yeah. It was fucking crazy street fight type, you yeah. know. Yeah.
1: The vibe was crazy. Well, didn't they have, like, cinder blocks in somebody's truck and they did some spots in the truck? and?
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: That was a dope match.
0: The whole shit, I mean, it was just such, such a good uh, tournament overall. But, like I said, I mean, Ian doing what he does, booking-wise and stuff, in a place that can draw, because the place, even that, like... They half of that crowd was East Coast and it still didn't amount to anywhere near uh, you know, uh a packed skate zone show, let alone tournament of death. Yeah. It, not even close. Dude, not so even he, that show.
1: Look at look at his other shows, the regular ones. Like the ones that he was running um this year for King of the Deathmatch. The night the night before was like I don't know what it was called. They had two other shows. And right. uh they had like the Chris brothers up there and stuff, and they're drawing like fifty people, man. Right?
0: Yep. You know? That's what I mean. Him doing what he does booking-wise in a place that has the ability to draw, like, the East Coast, I think he'd make a shitload of money. It's a shame that, you know, enough time's going to pass where I don't think that's going to become an option anymore. But that's always been my thing because he's a genius booker regardless of what you think about him. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think that show was called Stiff.
0: Yeah. That's what it was. But yeah. um, man, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, man. Um, Let me see. What else we got? Uh, pepperoni Tony. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, squared off of DJ Hyde. Yeah, aka uh,
1: former guest of the show, sick like Nick Mondo. <laughs> yeah. The...
0: Um. Former see, guest I... of
1: both shows, I guess actually.
0: Yeah. yeah. And my first thought was, you know, this guy starts doing a food gimmick. DJ Hyde shows up. Fucking, you know, predictable. <laughs> fucking. He's he's hitting the gym now, dude. He's all about the the fucking shakes. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's in the gym. He looks like he's in the gym when he's in the gym, but when he goes home, he doesn't look like he's been in the gym. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the titties and gutter coming through that fucking Under Armour like. With yeah. a fucking vengeance. So, um, what do you think this leads to? I cannot imagine that, like, unless he's just fucking trolling the fans and. And he's gonna go back fucking making movies in Japan and shit, because he's living in the States right now.
1: Yeah, he's in Cali. He's living
0: in Cali. Oh. And um I can't imagine that this isn't like him fucking getting some ring work in and, and just fucking around. And and that's why I honestly thought when it was gonna be the and we'll segue into that. Perfect. Uh for the, the NGI. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be your eighth guy because Pepperoni Tony's running around fucking doing shit and I'm like <laughs> Nick yeah. Mondo is actually in the ring and you know, he had made this whole thing last year about how he was going to come back. He was going to wrestle Janela. He was going to not just one match. He's not into just doing one match. If he was going to do a run, he wanted to make it a run as good, if not better than the last time around. Jesus. Um, And, and really just go all out. He wanted to focus on a lot of wrestling. So he wanted to be able to put a lot more wrestling into his, into his stuff. And Mondo was always able to go. So, you know, you'd probably see a lot more of that out of him, but, you know, he'd wind up in the other realm, too. Um, So I I was like, you know, when you're saying, you know, the last one was is said to be significant and they're holding this name back, I'm like, man, I would not be shocked to see that be the place where fucking Mondo's music hits and the fucking place, the, the roof comes off. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe not this show, but I... I could really see it coming, and now the DJ is has uh, worked with Pepperoni, telling you. I imagine the uh, things have been talked about. You know? Right. So, I mean, originally I would
1: think it was going to happen in GCW
0: because <laughs> that's kind of
1: what they're known for, you know, like bringing random guys back that you wouldn't expect, bringing old CCW guys back. I, mean, they, I would prefer to see it in GCW because they would they would do it better than CCW. You know what I mean? I hear you. Um, but I think it's probably going to happen in CCW. To be honest with you, you know? yeah.
0: I think he'd go either way at this point, or both, honestly. He's, you know, not necessarily have to be exclusive to anybody, but, yeah. Him being with DJ over there and doing a little thing, yeah, I, I could see some CCW action there. Um, Cage
1: of Death, show up as a surprise, you know?
0: Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he probably
1: wants, I, I don't know if he's actually, like, wrestling. He's not actually wrestling, is he? Yeah, he's he's Pepperoni Tony. He's uh, <laughs> he's actually like doing like moves and shit. I thought it yeah, was- okay.
0: okay. Yeah, he's uh, I think he calls it like the Pepperoni Plunge or or, or oh, some kind of shit that he does. Because I asked him like, Are "You trolling your fans, dude, with this fucking gimmick?" And he's like, Are "You trying to catch a Pepperoni Plunge <laughs> or some, some shit?" I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." He's... I think that was the name of it. But uh yeah, you know, he, he's like it's like goofball kind of like Chikara type matches and you know, one guy's dressed up like a box of chinese food and he comes out with the fucking oh. pizzas like a delivery guy like yeah. that's his gimmick and so it's yeah.
1: it's it's essentially the wrestling that I
0: hate. Right. Okay. Oh, me too. Yeah. Okay. Um but it just makes me think like he's getting his his feedback in it, you know? Yeah. Like I don't think he just does this and goes, "All right, I had my fix." Like really? Yeah, not sick Nick Mondo. This isn't all he wants out of wrestling. You know, yeah. he might be having fun, but does well, he just go? That was good enough. And yeah, this was this was at a um, as you remember chaos from
1: uh, XPW, right? Yeah, I, I th- I'm i pretty sure this was at his school. He has a school in California. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure these are like student shows and shit like that. Santino Brothers. Yeah, Santino Brothers. Yeah. 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 That's that's Chaos of school because you could okay. you could see that even the XPW banners and shit, you know, in the back. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Chaos of shit, but. And I'm sure you yeah. probably had a relationship with Chaos from you know the times he came in CCW and just knowing him from XPW and shit like that. So.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, I I'm pretty excited about the possibilities of that um. Yeah, you know, I've always liked Mondo, and he was always a crazy, crazy motherfucker. So, oh, Dude, I didn't even think about NGI.
1: Yo, if he would have came as a last, that would have fucking... I mean, every show I keep saying, you know, I don't know how they're going to top themselves. Like, that would be a way to top fucking a oh, lot yeah. of things they've done, you know? like
0: Sick Nick fucking Mondo. Yeah, dude. That music hits, man.
1: Fucking people are going to just wild the fuck out, you know? Like, that yeah. that moment with Traymond and Gage, I'll never forget that, because that, that was fucking electric. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I felt that shit. And I think this would be another one of those moments where you'd be like, oh, shit, this is, like, this is serious, <laughs> you know?
0: I mean, you never fucking know, especially with the Janela thing brewing. That He wanted Janela and everything. You could see fucking the Teddy Hart-Janela match and the lights go out and fucking Mondo shows up. Yeah, that would be oh, you be know,
1: fucking amazing.
0: I mean, the, yeah. I mean, you could definitely see that. You know, and just and that uh, just previews the next fucking show that um, automatically sells the next show, yeah, whatever their next course. show is. Of course, yeah, that's a fucking
1: that's a headliner right there, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, that's his return deserves to be that type of thing, main eventing something more so than just like another guy in the tournament. As cool as that would be, I don't know if like his return to wrestling should be a death match tournament. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, selfishly, we'd love to see him in it, but eh, you know, him and Janela, I think, would be a great fucking. Oh, they do kid. That has to
1: happen. You know? Oh yeah, that's like one of those matches that. I mean, other if, if Trent Acid was alive, like Trent Acid and Janela, it's like one of those matches where you're like, all right, yeah. those two dudes have to go off against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Sig Nick Mondo and Janela is one of those, you know. Yeah,
0: another one that'll happen. You know, you might see that CCW or whatever is going to be Rory Mondo, Nick Mondo. Because uh, Rory Grulak, I should say, Uh, because that's that's something that Rory always wanted. And Mondo was gone. He came back to do him a favor when it came to the retirement thing. But he wasn't like he still wasn't coming back to wrestle. So them having a one on one match, it would be fucking definitely big for Rory.
1: I I don't see Rory going back to CCW anytime soon, though. No, I do. I mean, last we had him on the show and I talked to him at GCW. He's clearly not a fan of DJ
0: Hyde at all. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. It could happen anywhere. I mean, I, I yeah. see the two of them are gonna have a match somewhere at some point if yeah. Mondo comes back.
1: Dude, I, I love Joker doing his uh face paint for the Cage of Death. Yeah. Like if he comes out like that against Sick like, Nick Mondo, like, you know, make it special. Not don't, don't just come out as like one of the amazing gulags or some bullshit, you know.
0: I think he would revert back to the little Mondo yeah, thing. You have if he, if he, yeah, yeah, you have to Yeah. he have to. Yeah.
1: It'd be silly if he came out with the fucking, you know, the singlet and Doing amazing, amazing and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. pepperoni Tony versus amazing Gulag. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's not what I asked Completely for. fans, yeah, uh, complete opposite of what they should have gave.
0: But um, yeah. you want to you want to talk about NGI and uh, uh and obviously the surprise and all that? I gotta talk about the Tremont promo because you know I'm a big fan of my Tremont promos. I'm a fan of Tremont. Um, I hated this promo so fucking much. Uh, this was like a 20 minute fucking Facebook Live. Joe Gacy special and uh you know it was like I'm gonna make a big announcement on uh you know on deathmatch wrestling and and GCw brother and, and it's like okay I mean we kind of see what's happening here and you know there the, the eighth participant is gonna be significant and it's like well he's in the tournament so I mean uh, short you know long story short he's he's in the tournament now, I don't think that that's a huge thing. Of course, Matt Tremont is one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world. So him being in the tournament, I'm not saying is a bad thing whatsoever, but the like to announce his name like it's a huge surprise. I know he said he he was stopping doing deathmatch tournaments, but like as of the last deathmatch tournament, like he didn't yeah. he didn't officially really stop yet. Like GCW ran TOS. He was in it. They ran a next deathmatch tournament. He's in that. So, I mean, he technically didn't really stop wrestling deathmatch tournaments other than not doing TOD, not doing King of the Death. But, like, it's not that crazy of a surprise. Um, So to me, like, eh, okay. But the bigger problem I had was, you know, he's cutting this promo and he's going, GCW has been with me from day one, brother. And it's like, day one? What day was that? I mean I I know that there was a point where the first uh, TOS happened and he wasn't too happy with GCW and, and whatever was going on and uh at the moment he he definitely wasn't with GCW at that point uh you know he did the first NGI but um yeah. I don't know I'm not I'm not saying they've had a bad relationship by any stretch of the imagination but like they won like I mean I had heard that he, he wasn't working for what GCW uh, JCW was paying after a while too Because they they were paying some old low shit I mean you know maybe Maybe that's just Hearsay or rumors or whatever I don't know I, I heard that there was a point where He wasn't working for the prices that they were paying So I mean Day one since they changed the letters over Except for this month I've been, you know, day one, uh, it just sounds fucking crazy, especially a guy who's been so through and through CZW, and I don't expect him to maintain that loyalty at this point or anything. Shit has gone way off the fucking rails with CZW. So I'm not saying, like, what the fuck, bro, but, like, just even saying, like, since day one just sounds silly to me. And then uh, following that with saying NGI is the most violent tournament anywhere in the world... Of all the tournaments out there, this is the most violent tournament there is. Like, uh, really, bro? This is the second fucking NGI that's ever happened. And this suddenly has the crown of the craziest shit that's ever happened. Like, come on. I mean, I know you want to sell the show. That's that's Tremont, the promoter, you know, the fucking carnival barker that's out there. This is the only thing that matters, brother. But, like... <laughs> When it comes down to it, but really, Tod is now eclipsed by NGI in one fucking year. King of the Deathmatch, the fucking legacy of King of the Deathmatch is eclipsed by NGI in one fucking year. Are I, I mean, are you talking to fucking me, or, or are you talking to Captain Dave? I, I don't know. I mean, j- that just sounds fucking silly to me. Well, so. well,
1: you you just made a whole lot of points there, but uh, let me let me try to counter by this because I don't I don't agree necessarily with all of it. I all think right. with, with with Tremont being number eight, um, I wouldn't say it's a disappointment or anything. I think the only reason they were trying to put it out as a surprise was because nobody was going to expect it because he said he's not going to do it anymore. But it's like, eh, that's – I mean, he's a GCW guy pretty – I mean, dude, honestly, like even Schlack, Tremont, Janela, all those guys, like granted, they've been in CZW longer. I don't really consider them CZW guys anymore. I consider them more GCW guys. Even they're happier in GCW. You you talk to any of these dudes, man, at at fucking shows and shit, they consider themselves GCW guys. CZW's just a job now, you know? It's like, you know, I'm not trying to put words in Tremont's mouth. I I mean, I've never heard that personally from him, but I know a lot of those dudes are happier in GCW and are actually having fun. So they want to support that company. With CZW, they don't like the direction it's going, you know, especially if they're deathmatch guys, because clearly that's, you know, what are you going to do with Schlag in two years? Um or even Tremont or you know any of these guys really um so i think i think with him like trying to put it over like that i think it's because he's a lot more invested in gcw than a CCW.
0: and again i don't i don't blame him for that i don't i'm not saying that guys aren't happier there or they're not like hey this is this is where shit's happening right now because honestly a deathmatch wrestler should be feeling that way because that's where fucking deathmatches are happening like BJW-level fucking crazy-ass balls-to-the-wall fucking death matches are happening there. Yeah. Like,
1: never-before-seen you know, never shit on U.S. soil type right. shit.
0: You know, like, things that you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I just think, you know, the rewriting history uh, version of the promo just sounds a little crazy to me. Yeah,
1: no, I, mean. I, know, I know what you mean by saying, like, the NGI is the craziest shit out there. I think if he approached it in a way where he said NGI is gonna be the craziest shit... It's fine because you and I both know, dude, they're going to go fucking all out. Like, it's going to be insane, you know? I don't think it's going to be like disappointing where it's like, oh, well.
0: No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean,
1: they're going to fucking, like, it's going to be absolutely nuts. I mean, after TOS, dude, you have to deliver again, (laughs) you know? Like, it's it's not going to be a a TOD type tournament where there's like, you know, a couple cool spots, but they're kind of toning it down really. They're trying to fucking, you know, Take it to the edge. The opposite mm-hmm. of what CCW is doing. So they're they're gonna like have the probably the best tournament tournaments you know in the near future because CCW is not really doing it. IWA is right. up in the air. So they're they are the deathmatch kings right now. You know, like that's I mean even if you look at all these, I know you don't like the pages, but you look at all these defend deathmatch page and all those yeah, stuff. Practicing. All those people are obsessed with GCW. These people used to fucking be diehard CCW people. Now all of them are like, oh fuck DJ, go to GCW and. I, I know they're doing better, so like clearly I mean there's there's an interest and I think uh they're kind of filling a void that all these companies left behind
0: I mean a lot of those people are obsessed with looking windows too so yes. I, I don't you know, <laughs> I, I I don't really like feel you know, like <laughs> I'm not gonna just put faith in what these fucking guys but look I mean I still think it's overkill. I, I really do. I, you know, death match tournament, fine. I'm going to get into the Danny Havoc show in a little bit. Um, I, I think it's overkill. I, I don't think you run six deathmatches on a fucking show, and and it doesn't lose momentum. It just it seems redundant after a while. I mean, get to the main event, and there's some people in the crowd that are burnt out on deathmatch already, and that should not be the way that they feel going into a main event. Yeah. I mean... Dude, I've, I've told you this before. I've, I've
1: literally said the same thing to Brett. You know, like, dude, like, I love what you guys are doing, but, like, dude, I got burned out halfway. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah you you could have – I would have paid the same money seeing half the, half the death matches. It's fine. You yeah. Know? And, dude, their whole thing is the wrestlers over there, they like being able to book their own matches, basically, and doing whatever they want. And that's fine for now, but I can see it burning everybody out where it's like, all right, dude, we had – Oh, a deathmatch tournament. Well, the last show kind of was a tournament, like a first round tournament, because it was all death matches. And the show before that actually had eight death matches, and it kind of loses, you know, that whole thing. But but
0: you uh, ask any successful promoter that's run a company more than a fucking year or whatever the fuck these guys are doing, and uh, you know, yeah, he had a uh, you know hand in G, G- uh J C W, whatever. Who gives a fuck? But. Um, you don't let the inmates run the asylum. You just don't. You know, I work with animals. If you let the animals run the joint, they'll fucking kill each other. I right. mean, that's just that's just the way it is. You have to have some kind of direction for your own company. It, it's working at the moment. It's it's this and that. But again, fans are getting burnt out, and I, I come away from those shows, and there's only so much you can kind of you know retain from it. So it's like you know you go into the show and. You know, I mean I guess we could we could just segue into the, the Danny Havoc show. And uh if you want, yeah, you know, I could talk about that. Um but you go into the show and you start to go like, Wow, that was a really fucking good match. And like the the one surprised me, I had to look up the guy's fucking name. Uh let me let me just fucking pull up the uh the card here and I'll go into it. Yeah. But um
1: before we jump into that real quick, though, are you, are you happy with the lineup for NGI?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the guys I don't know, you know, the um, you know, Mexican guys I don't know, Japanese guy I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. the tournaments they're putting on are, are top fucking notch. Um, I mean, they're really hyping them up. I, I,
1: I know I talked to Brett about it, and I talked to Schlack when I was getting the tattoo, and Schlack was like, yo, you're going to fucking love those dudes. He's like, I know they're not really known, but those guys are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna come in there and fucking kill it. He was really putting over the freedoms guys, you know the freedoms guys saying he's like, you know, the next Kasai or you know, whatever. I so would say. I don't I don't know who he is really. I know uh the Cyclopes or whatever they're called, they were doing a lot of uh, you know, Big Japan and Freedoms. So they have that Japanese exposure and apparently those two Mexican dudes are fucking nuts. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm am i I'm excited for it though. You know, I, I like seeing new talent that I'm not, you know familiar with like arrow boy i like that at tod i had no idea what the fuck the dude is and then i was like oh shit that i like that guy should probably bring him back um so i don't know i'm excited for it i think it'll i think they'll kill it
0: yeah um yeah i agree i mean they're, they're putting on the best uh the, just the overall best tournaments out there as far as death matches go um you know i i fucking can't stand the owners but i always give credit where credit's due and you know they're they're putting on crazy shit that's really not allowed anywhere and i think that has a lot to do with it is um you know they're they're doing shit that's just plain out not allowed and other people are not willing to risk their buildings their licenses their this or that and they're just fucking doing it anyway so um i mean you know good for them for the moment um i fucking love it man continue it yeah i I (laughs) hear you you know
1: yeah. But, uh, well, I know, yeah. I know Brett got the, got the promoter license now for, for Pennsylvania. So they're probably going to start like toning it down and doing some of those like Allentown shows and shit like that.
0: You know? Yes. I think that's worthless. I mean, if he starts actually drawing, I'll be surprised. Um, cause I mean, that show didn't really draw. Yeah. I mean, and there, that's the thing. It's fucking weird because if, your standard shows have a minimum of six death matches, and then you just run off shows that have zero. It's just like, <laughs> give me a fucking balance, you know what I mean? Give I mean, me I fucking
1: just, I, I honestly didn't mind it because it was a break because I was getting burned out from death matches because every show they had was a death match, and then it was one where it was like actual fun wrestling. They did, like, they had good matches on that show, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this was, this was fun. I, I didn't regret going, it's and fine. I didn't get light tubes.
0: I just don't think you're going to carry over your audience if you build an audience in yeah, Jersey yeah, yeah. with the deathmatches. You're not yeah. going to carry that audience over to a non-deathmatch show altogether.
1: Yeah. You yeah, know. I mean, it's you are catering to two different audiences, but...
0: Right. So I don't know how you're going to succeed in both, you know, at the same... I don't know.
1: But I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'd assume a lot of the deathmatch fans are into, like, normal wrestling also, you know? Uh you compare the numbers and figure out how many. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? Granted, it was a, it was a different building, different area, and I think Allentown has just been dead with wrestling for fucking 20 years, you know? I mean, yeah. CZW did Allentown, um, like, back in the day, I believe, once or twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was a success either. Yeah, but, like, back in the day, like, Allentown was, like, fucking big for WWF, you know? That was, like, they were fucking drawing huge houses. Um, I know a ton of indies had success in, in Allentown, like, back in the mid-'90s and stuff, bringing in Tito Santana and Snuka and people like that, but a lot of the a lot of the indie guys now they probably thought that hey if we you know try to capitalize on Allentown where nobody's really done wrestling there i'm sure a lot of the old school guys are show up and that's really not the case
0: Yeah, I just think Pennsylvania as a whole has been dead for wrestling, minus the House of Hardcore, minus the Ring of Honors, who know how to pack that fucking arena. You know, there's a few companies here and there that know how to draw those houses, but Pennsylvania is not really popping like it was. You know, that was the fucking epicenter. There wasn't Jersey, there wasn't New York. Like, Jersey and New York were doing some shit, but Philly was the place to fucking be for wrestling, and it's not anymore. So I don't know, like, getting your license in a joint that's no longer the place to be. Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, dude, I'm from Philly, so I would love for them to do more shows in Philly, but honestly, Philadelphia is dead with wrestling. It really is. It's it's yeah. it fucking died when Extreme Rising died. And before that it was dead. They kind of revived it, and they yeah. they honestly they were drawing 2,000 fucking people, which shocked me. I was like, "Holy shit, this this is like early Ring of Honor, you know, fucking ECW days, you know?" Yeah. And then uh after that and I think, honestly, Extreme Rising probably damaged a lot of the fans because they gave it a shot. They got back into it. And a lot of the people were people that had stopped watching, including myself. Like, Extreme Rising literally got me back into wrestling. Mm. I stopped attending shows. I wasn't watching WWE. I wasn't doing none of that. I saw Sabu on a fucking ad. I was like, oh, shit, man. I haven't seen this dude for, like, fucking you know, 12 years or whatever the case may be. I'd love to go see him. And then I went there, and I was like, oh, shit, man. I kind of missed this. You know. And then I got back into it. But uh, it left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth. And I think it just killed a lot of the fans in Philly. To be honest with you, whatever yeah. was left of them, you know. Especially when you get robbed and you don't get fucking money back from the promoter for a couple shows, you know, it's like, yeah, show up at the door.
0: Yeah, it's it's just dead. So, but anyway, um, so the GCW uh, Danny Havoc uh, Death Trip extravaganza whatever you want to call it uh they started off the show with eric cannon versus kyle the beast and i hadn't seen eric cannon in a while kind of looks like nick offerman now uh yeah he um he's always been a great wrestler he's slimmed down a bunch he's gotten into a lot better shape big giant fucking beard um but yeah he um they put on a great match fucking stiff back and forth action great you know non-death match obviously um yeah, I I enjoyed this as an opener. Um, Were you it, always a
1: fan of Canon? Because I honestly, I always thought I always thought he was just shits. I would see him at IWA Mid South Show, and I was like, God, dude, this guy's fucking sucks.
0: I always thought he could work, but he he, you know, he's fat as fuck, and he he wore like the garbage bag outfit. Yeah. So it was like a little bit harder to, you know, I'm I'm a little bit judgmental about the uh, the weight. Yeah. For those who don't know yeah <laughs> i I can't say I was ever a fan of the guy to be honest with you I, I just... yeah he just you know but he he's always able to work you know he's always worked fucking stiff and uh, you know i I liked him he's never been like my favorite guy or anything like that but definitely respected what he was able to do out there and uh i mean he's he's definitely stepped it up with getting in better shape and yeah you know so so this was a good opener um and then the uh the next matchup was a light tube match and I didn't know who the fuck this this is uh Cody Rice is no the guy. It was like this big fat fucking suspenders and fucking <laughs> tights. You know, it was like a like a Wisconsin Greg Excellent. Sounds like I'd be a fan. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, at first I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's up against Ree Bentley, who apparently is packed on some pounds. Yeah. And uh so at first, I'm like, oh, okay, this, this, whatever. I'll just fucking watch it. And it's a light tube match or whatever. Um, sometime early, uh, maybe mid in the match, they pull. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen that dude, at Graham. He's a fan. Uh, he blocked me, I think, at some point because uh, he's he's like IWA Deep South defender and gets like really offended if you talk about them. Yeah. Um. And uh, so he uh, he was sitting ringside. And uh, you see him like, see, uh, yeah, I'll hold on on that. Um, His girlfriend, I guess, was picked out of the crowd to do this. uh, We'll call it a spot where they had a lap dance competition. So they put her in a chair in the middle of the ring and the two of them traded off giving her lap dances. So uh, this match is not starting off where I'm feeling like, yeah, this is going to be good. (laughs) I, I can't wait for the rest of this match. But, like, from that point on, and, and, you know, they had some decent shit in the beginning, but, like, after that little comedy spot, whatever, they fucking turned it up. And, like, this motherfucker impressed me. This big, fat motherfucker impressed me. (laughs) And I was like, yo, this, this fucking match, you should watch this match. Again, GCW shits on their own stuff. So by the end of the show, you went how good was that match but i do remember liking this fucking match previous to all the fucking nice. crazy shit that happened afterwards <laughs> yeah that makes you forget about the match even existing you know what i mean where yeah. you might go like dude i'd like to see some more of that fucking you know that guy in a match with more pants or something you know maybe a <laughs> shirt but uh you know After the show, you go like, all right, that was just another match. But I I was impressed by the match because I I went into it not expecting to see a fucking thing I liked in that match. And they tore it up. They really did. That that was just like the last show at the
1: um, when they had Arrow Boy against G Raver. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I remember telling, you know, when we reviewed it, I said there was like six death matches prior to this match. And the crowd was so fucking dead. And if you took that match. And put it as the only death match on a GCW show, CCW show, whatever the case was. That's all people would be talking about the next day. Yeah, and nobody absolutely. gave a shit that night. It right. was just like, these dudes were fucking killing each other. It right. was a light tubes, ladders, and tables match, you know? Like, fucking doing crazy dives from, you know, ladders off top of ceilings through tubes. And people were just like, oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but we just yeah. saw, like, saws and needles and all that. that's, Yeah, that's cool, you know? But if you look at
0: the highlights, you'd be like, holy shit, what the fuck right. is that, you know? Yeah. Boy. Um so then you know, setting up for the next match. Uh you know, this is uh carpet strips and light tube boards, and this is Eric Ryan and Jimmy Lloyd. There is a the fat guy that doesn't impress me. Um, <laughs> you know, crazy, crazy shit in the match, but he just looks so fucking utterly disgusting. And uh just, shit is just shit is just whack, man. I just don't <laughs> I just don't like his fucking work. I just really don't. Like well, he does crazy shit, he's he's nuts but i just uh, i don't fuck with this dude. Was it sloppy the match? It always is. It always is. And and even if the moves aren't botched, there's no organization or flow to the match. It's just do some shit over here and throw him into some shit over here and yeah. you know, pick the guy up and do a move into that. And there's just, just there's no flow to the match at all. No. It never is with him.
1: I honestly, I mean Jimmy's been growing on me more and more, but he still has so much fucking work to do with selling, with the way he looks at the camera, you know, positioning, all, like, the things that you want to see out of, you know, a deathmatch guy. Um, I remember, like, the last... What was it? The, uh, yeah, it was the time he went against Nick Gage. When, you know, he uh, you fucking kicks him in the corner. This dude's, like, got the crimson mask all crazy, just staring right into the fucking camera, just like... And it just doesn't look like he's selling it. It's just like, oh... Yeah, you just fucking knock your jaw off with light tubes and you're just staring at me. You yeah. You know, like sell that shit, dude.
0: The other thing I forgot to mention is this show took place in a building with a low ceiling, which means like they've done many other times before. Um, this match, this this show had a pony ring. <laughs>
1: it awesome. had one of
0: those short rings That's with awesome. piles of fucking glass.
1: Yeah.
0: Which means you're pretty much eye level with the fans, yeah. <laughs> and fucking every match had glass in it, you know, other than maybe two
1: matches. Let me let me ask you this though: how did the how did the venue look? Because from the pictures I saw, it looked pretty pretty fucking cool.
0: Uh, it, it was all right. It looked like it kind of had like a bar in the background, yeah. you know, like yeah. it had like uh whatever this side section. I don't know if they normally do line dancing or, or what they normally do there. <laughs> But, uh, I can't imagine what they do on a regular basis in Wisconsin with that type of space. But, uh, you know, they, they just kind of shoved the ring in that little spot. You know, it wasn't a ton of room for crowd or anything like that. Um, I don't think they expected a a thousand in the building anyway, but, uh, you know, they they put some people in there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, like I said, that, the, the short ring fucking, I was like, oh fuck, (laughs) like, yeah. You know, we when we went to uh the JCW show where it was uh Chris Dickinson versus Gage in the like Brick Memorial Elks Lodge or some shit. That was the first uh JCW show I went to before it became GCW. Right. And uh which is not long before um they had the, the little pony ring there and I, it was just awkward. It was fucking crazy because it's like two feet off the ground and yeah. the guys are like right there. No guardrails, fucking short ring. <laughs> it was yeah, that's was Yeah, with fucking glass. I mean, that's that's gotta be fucking a little much. But anyway, so um, as I was saying, this this dude Graham. I guess they were using him, and I'm I'm a big uh, against this type of behavior. Um, not that he did anything wrong specifically, but I noticed that like in between matches, like he's like carrying light tubes into the ring and then going sitting back down in the front row, and it's like uh, guys. I mean. I like again I liked to see some professionalism amongst the chaos that is deathmatch wrestling. So like you should have a staff, you should have a fucking squad that sets your shit up, does your own security and stuff like you shouldn't have guys like sitting up from the front row doing some shit and then sitting back down to watch. <laughs> like it it just looks fucking crazy amateur to me. Uh maybe it's just me that it bothers, but it shit looks retarded. Because you could clearly see it on the video. Like, isn't that guy that was like fucking sitting front row drinking a beer three seconds ago oh yeah that's him um but yeah before you segue to the next match let me let me ask you something because um
1: going to different venues you know obviously you've probably been to some of those high school shows and the rec center shows and shit like that do you ever like think about like oh like The next event they have here, like a fucking, you know, birthday bash or whatever, can you imagine if people knew that, like, fucking 50 dudes just bled all over this fucking place and they got kids running around, like, you know, I always think about that, like, at high schools, I'm like, man, they're going to go to school on Monday here, aren't they? This is pretty fucking rough, man. This is, this shit is weird, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many, uh, there's many versions of that. Yeah, there's the, the high school gyms and the, you know, different places. I mean, you know, Ian running, outside of a gay bar. I mean, he had flea market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there could be other shit going on in that parking lot. The next night at the gay, the old gay bar. Yeah. After buckets of blood been spilt, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure
1: shit's going down. So, man. uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy. You know, it's kind of the, uh, the circus comes to town, the carnival rolls in, you know, sets shit up, bunch of chaos happens and they roll out and then life continues, you know, and it's like, holy shit. Right. Oh, this happened here. Or that happened here. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Captain Dave actually went to the Game Changer World while it was closed just to scope it out. So I'd imagine Captain Dave is going to be part of the GCW family.
1: Wait, he he went to the
0: venue just to check it out? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, like, refuses to drive there. Right. And I think now he's all right because he, he went there <laughs> to scope it. He, he, he did some recon, and uh, he he went out there. <laughs> And I'm like, because I seen him like the one day, it was like a couple of weeks ago, and I see him like the one day, and it's like yeah, he's live at the GCW, at Game Changer World. I'm like, is there a show today? I'm like looking nice. up, and I'm like, no, there's not. And he's like, oh, it's, it's, it, it, it. the doors are locked here at the Game Changer World, but folks, we're going to go around back here, and he's pointing up at the roof. Here's where Joey Janela and John Zandik came off, and he's yeah. like fucking Give me the, tour. Like the history of the fucking GCW. Yeah. Uh, so, but he's like, you know, and I'm going to be here. So he's going to, he's going to fucking NGI, man. Yeah, like, I saw
1: that. I saw that. Cause I know like for some reason he only does like South Philly and South Jersey show shows. I don't like central Jersey, Northern Jersey. He likes Jersey, what he's so. comfortable with.
0: You know what I mean? Like he's, I just, I he's like a, uh, creature of habit. Yeah, you know? I guess, dude. It's so, funny. uh, now that this is going to become part of his comfort zone, dude, I can't wait to see Captain Dave at GCW. It's oh, yeah, great. I still haven't bashed one of those uh
1: those those shows that he does, the podcast. I gotta I gotta get in one of those things, man. I always catch him towards the end. I'm always like walking back in the parking lot, like, oh Captain Dave's going live.
0: Yeah, you gotta get in on the Captain Dave Live podcast. Yeah, dude. Gotta gotta
1: get those plugs in, man. We'll have thousands more listening
0: through the yeah. Captain Dave
1: Network. Yeah.
0: So the next matchup after that uh Jimmy match, which, you know, obviously doesn't help his fucking case is Schlack versus G-Raver. And, I mean, these motherfuckers started out crazy right from the start. Stiff as fuck. You know, they, they started off with, you know, Schlack's rushing them, fucking G-Raver's ducking them and just nailing them with kicks. And uh, they they went fucking hard, man. Like, if you didn't know any better, you think the two of these guys didn't fucking like each other because, like, there was a point where fucking, um... Who was it? I think it was, uh... Schlack first that got hit in the back of the head yeah like g raver just like launched a chair at the back of his head yeah and just shit just bounced off the back of his head and he just fucking dealt with it and then at some point fucking um uh Schlack hit a fucking angle slam and fucking uh or was that the i think that was the one yeah that was the one Schlack hit like a fucking angle slam on uh on G-Raver and he just like fucking no-sold it, got up and fucking threw a chair off the back of his head. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit was just fucking crazy. Um, there Then there was a point later in the match where Schlack had G-Raver on his knees, no Beckham, and um, he, he came up like he was going to swing the chair and he had it like over his head like he was waiting for something. And G-Raver kind of like jabbed him in the stomach, but Schlack still came down with the chair, hit him like flush against the back of his fucking head. Jesus, man. (laughs) Like, shit looked fucking bad. Um, Schlack ended up winning with... This is what they were attempting. A superplex through a barbed wire board on four chairs with a log cabin on top, lit on fire, with a plastic bag on G-Ravers' head.
1: (laughs) No, man, it's too much. Too much. But the
0: fire went out. (laughs) Too much. So all the other shit happened. Too much.
1: (laughs) All the other shit happened. Well, an interesting thing. Um, I'm glad you mentioned hey, this spot. Fuck? I'm glad you mentioned this spot, cause obviously, you know, I got the the tat from Schlack after the show. So I'm sitting in the tattoo chair, and this dude's like super uncomfortable. I'm like, "You're alright, dude." He's like, "Oh yeah, dude. I just got a I got a second asshole now." <laughs> what? What do you mean you got a second asshole? He's like, "Yeah, the tube just went straight up my ass." So
0: one of those tubes from that spot literally. Fucking gave him a second asshole. That I don't know if it was that one because there was a couple. Like he took a, uh, he took like the fucking skewers in his head on the apron, uh, the, not skewers, the uh tattoo needles in his head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he fucking he got knocked off the apron and took a, a bump on the floor on a log cabin that was just on the. floor. It was the log cabin, yeah. So that's what I think it was because yeah, he was took way floor. more of like his whole body into the cabin that time. Yeah. Like I said, this this finish was. Four chairs with a barbed wire board with a cabin on top of it, oh, lit on fire, and he put a bag, a fucking plastic bag, over G-Raver's head before he fucking suplexed him off the Christ, thing. Dude. But this, the fire unfortunately went out.
1: This is a matchup I've always wanted to see, though. Like these two guys, they've worked with each other before, never in a one-on-one, but like, I've
0: always wanted to see it. You know, it was fucking brutal.
1: Yeah, I bet, man. Both guys are fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. So this um this match was followed by a three-way. With Darren Corbin, Airwolf, and Nate Wings. Who, Baron Corbin? Darren Corbin. <laughs> He's just uh, like, what
1: is he trying to like fucking feed off of, Baron Corbin, man? He's Darren
0: Corbin, who was wearing work gloves and a beanie that said "Red Hair Don't Care" on it. Um, a guy named Airwolf, and uh, who was like in a costume, like a lucha uh, kind uh, of no chikara looking costume.
1: Yeah, no. He had like dude. ears
0: on it and uh and Nate Wings who who looked like he was 15 and the three of them had a non death match kind of thing and uh yeah that was uh a roll up finish so um this, this was the match to let people breathe i guess
1: it was just like yeah no one's going to give a single shit about this let's put this on and let them
0: fucking sleep for 15 minutes and come back yeah um that was that yeah, so was I'll, that. I'll skip that for sure right Next matchup was Alex Cologne versus Marcus Crane. Now, this was fucking crazy. I mean, just, just fucking crazy. Alex Cologne, despite the fact that he sliced my fucking arm open, uh, scarred me forever, uh, is a great fucking deathmatch worker. Maybe reckless, careless about the fans, um, but a great fucking deathmatch worker. And I, other than, like, you know, the liability, I don't see a reason why GCW shouldn't bring this guy in every single fucking month because he's he's one of those guys that does a lot of shit that's innovative in a death match. He does, you know, the, the fucking uh, different suplexes with a fucking light tube in it, you know, like Wraps the guy in a light tube and hits him with a fucking T-bone. Uh, you know, he hits the fucking like double knees in the corner into the fucking light tubes. He's pretty fearless when it comes to doing moves into shit. So I I really like his type of deathmatch worker because he does so much innovative shit within the realm of deathmatch wrestling. A lot of times, you know, the the Irish whip into the corner fucking flip bump into whatever's in the corner it just gets tired to me i don't think it stops hurting i don't think at some point like it becomes not painful so it sucks that you know at the end of the day it's like i I don't need to see that anymore but you're still going through it you're still getting scarred from it and shit but stuff like that has just grown old to me on on death matches you know the, the just general suplex into random things sometimes that's the only way you can get it done i understand but if everything's a suplex into something, if everything's just like a, an Irish rip into the corner into some shit, it just it just seems like the same old shit. Yeah. Uh, guys like Alex Colon go like a hundred fucking miles an hour, like it's a best of the best match, and then fucking have light tubes in there. Um. So he's he's one of those guys that I'm always excited. Well, you know, <laughs> not always excited. Uh, depends Almost. on how yeah it depends on how close he is to you with his fucking leg wrapped in barbed wire it uh, wasn't so excited that day um but uh yeah i mean he he uh and still you can still see some you know some of that recklessness too when you see the way he works around the fans he just doesn't he just doesn't seem to give a fuck you know um i even after the thing that happened with me i saw some shit that he was doing in uh czw and he was just like launching those fucking tax strips like I forget who he was wrestling, but it was in the skate zone. And I remember watching it on the, the whatever I pay-per-view or replay or whatever. And he did some kind of move like right against the guardrail. And you just saw like shards of those fucking tack strips go flying into the crowd. I'm like, This dude isn't he hasn't lost a fucking step as far as endangering fans like yeah my stitches are still in my arm and he's launching fucking sharp shit into the crowd. Still like <laughs> fuck man. But, uh, you know, like I said, he's a really exciting death match workers in my opinion. Um, and it, it's not something he, you know, everyone's using it. He, he's not a guy that's everywhere that you see death matches. Like some of these guys are on just such a massive tour and, you know, VOW and, uh, whatever the fuck they call that thing in Cali that they do. Oh, the blood brothers. Uh, put, yeah, whatever. Um, but Alex Colon is somewhat of a unique, uh, you know, booking, you know, where you get that guy and you don't really see what he does many other places. And I think he works a lot more non-death match stuff elsewhere in the Indiana, uh, Ohio type area, because I think he lives in Ohio. But um, doesn't seem very difficult for Ohio guys to get out here. So I I, I feel like GCW should definitely book him on a regular basis. And yeah. I mean, they did have a show stealer in him for sure.
1: Yeah, especially with CZW um, slowing down on his bookings. You know, he's, he's barely ever used. I mean, obviously, he's going to be at Down for the Sickness, but he's not used on a monthly basis anymore, you know? Right. And, um, GCW is, is like a perfect fit for him. Another guy that kind of, you know, was testing the waters out with death matches was was AR Fox. You know, he did two matches, Cage of Death, and then he did the one with Ace Romero. Um, that's another guy that that's super innovative when it comes to moves and shit. You know, use him. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Lucha Underground is up in the air right now. So his, his, you know, price is probably going down a little bit. I'm sure they can bring him in. Um, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then next up, you got um, Connor Claxton versus Danny Havoc. Light tubes, razor board, the whole fucking shit. This is fucking nuts. I mean, this, this is, you know, what you would expect out of. And and again, I mean, even reviewing these shows sounds redundant. Cause it's like, this is fucking crazy. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> Everything's crazy. crazy. This it's... is fucking crazy. Well, what the fuck do you want me to say? I mean, I don't know, you know, the fucking piles of glass here. This guy's going through fire with a plastic bag on his fucking head. And the, the fucking, you know, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, fucking it's... crazy. This fucking dude hit, um, uh, what the fuck did he hit on him? Um, they were like fucking uh like Blue Thunder drivers or some shit like that. He hit on fucking Danny Havoc two times in a fucking row on the the razor board. Fucking hit it on him, two count, fucking picked him up and hit it on him again, like in the razor board. Like just crazy shit. I mean the 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 match was really good. You know, they did just nutty shit throughout the whole match. Connor's really stepped up quite a bit. Um you know, in in recent time, you know, the past couple months, I'd say, specifically, he's really stepped up. It's funny, because he took that, like, Mr. Claxton role, but his matches have been more violent than fucking ever. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I liked uh, Claxton at the last show. He, uh, like I told you, he had, like, the wife beat her back. Dude, he was fucked up, you know? I think, I think it was the razor boards that he took last time, too, um... I like Claxon out of CCW, to be honest with you. I wasn't. I didn't even like him in GCW in the beginning. With the last show, he fucking killed it. Yeah, Honestly, so I gotta I go even... back and
0: watch that one. Uh, okay, I dude, started to. Yeah, you but, gotta uh, see that. That was yeah. a good show. Um,
1: just announced, since we're talking about uh, uh, GCW, NGI uh, first match is Nick Gage and Cyclope. Okay. Mexican dude, so. There you I'm go. sure they'll probably kill it.
0: Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, going on from that. Dysfunction versus Nick Gage. Were you a fan of Dysfunction back in the day? Um, Yes and no. I mean, he was he was a serviceable deathmatch guy. He wasn't you know, my favorite guy. He was always kind of like a role player. He wasn't like a superstar to me. Um, And I remember Nick Gage and Dysfunction, 2003 King of the Deathmatch. And this was like CZW's guy going into IWA territory and like you know fucking hostile territory they didn't get along as far as the two companies and shit um he went in there first round and I remember that at the time was the most brutal I've ever seen that fucking face wash kick in the corner ever like up until that point I was like holy shit I've never seen him kick a fucking guy so hard in the face the way he just did and uh yeah it it was fucking nutty um He he destroyed him like he he fucking he dispatched that fucking dude in the first round of King of the Death Match O three. So this you know these guys obviously have known each other quite some time, and um, yeah, I mean another nutty fucking match. Um, You know it definitely got stupid. Um, I I will say without question, it definitely got stupid because you know Nick was kind of playing the no sell when he felt like it type thing. Um, there was a point where he nose sold a fucking bundle of light tubes to the face and then dysfunction kicked him in the stomach and he sold the kick <laughs> and it's just like, hold the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then put the light tubes down. If a kick works, just keep kicking him in the stomach. Yeah. And I mean, he only sold the, the kick for like a second, but like, seriously, don't even flinch to the kick. If you just know sold a bundle of tubes to the fucking head. Right. Same it was thing. like the immediate follow up. It was like bundle of tubes fucking walking towards him like Jason Voorhees, kicked in his stomach. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Yeah, dude. Same thing
1: with Leo Rush. Like you know, no selling a fucking power bomb from the ceiling and then selling like a super kick a second later. It's like eh, then he just almost died and he just got up. So I don't really buy you selling a super kick. You know?
0: Yeah. And then, in the dumbest fucking thing uh, I, on the entire show, and uh, of course, I'm partially biased because I think DeMano's a complete piece of shit, but um, Nick Gage yells for DeMano to get in the ring with the lighter fluid because he wants to light this barbed wire board on fire, right? Yeah. DeMano comes in the ring with the lighter fluid and cannot open the bottle of lighter fluid <laughs> and has to hand the lighter fluid to the ref for him to open the lighter fluid and hand it back to Danny D'Amano.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> so I think, you know, when you do this type of shit now, all right, if you have an angle where the owner is in on, you know, whatever, he's siding with a guy, I understand that. If you're you're like an impartial owner who's just putting the company together, I don't think it makes sense for you to come in and help one of the two guys. Um, I think it looks even worse when the ref now helps one of the two guys because <laughs> yeah. he's supposed to be calling it down the middle and it took the ref and Danny D'Amano to open a bottle of fucking Ronson lighter fluid. I guess that part where you, you pull up the little thing, you know, you have to pull okay. the, the, the little tab the little thing red, up. Red he couldn't get that done. Um, it's because so you got to push
1: was, in the middle, man. You got to push in the middle.
0: Yeah. That was a two man job. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> so they, they together, they got, they, you know, teamwork, make the dream work. Um. So, uh <laughs> Team GCW, they, man, they poured a shitload of lighter fluid on it. You lit that fucking thing up, and he hit like a a crazy looking power bomb, like a very very crazy looking power bomb on it. And you know he got stuck in the barbed wire and shit. Um, and you know he rolled him up for the pin. Um, yeah. I mean, nutty. I mean, of course. What, no. what else can you say? <laughs> it um, has
1: to be for the main event for this fucking show, man.
0: Yeah. But then of course Nick Gage got gotta get on the fucking mic. Um and he doesn't put him over. He tells him like he's a piece of shit, go back into retirement and all that, which I respect. You know? Yeah. At least he's he's maintaining the fucking character. He's like, Yeah, yeah, good. Fuck you. <laughs> you still <laughs> lost. <laughs> go back into retirement, you piece of shit. Like it's just like all right. But then, you know, Gage with his fucking catchphrase where he's gotta say, I'm gang fucking affiliated and proud of it. Yeah. Like what? Eastern block, dude, Eastern block, hate club. I'm gang fucking affiliated and I'm fucking proud of it. And it's like, dude, that's not something that they say. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I'm not in a gang, never been the gang. So maybe that's some new shit that all the say. says. They have to tell you like, I, you know, I'm loud and I'm proud and I'm here and I'm cool yeah, and whatever he, the fuck. I, uh, I guess it's a new thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking gang affiliated. Like, I feel like, you know, in court, you know, when they're like, uh, I think, you know, they used to say like, oh, uh, we did see a gang sign or he was wearing the colors of this in that neighborhood. So we think yeah. that he may be affiliated. He shouted at the top of his lungs, I'm gang fucking affiliated and I'm proud of it. So we're going to go on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there were colors and there were signs, but never mind all of that. He screamed, I'm fucking gang affiliated and I'm fucking proud of it. Right. Man, so I'm going to go ahead with, yes, he's Yeah. So I don't know. It, it just always just sounds silly to me. It never starts sounding cool to me. So, yeah, well, I mean,
1: you're, but, you're not 12. You know? Right. Why. Who the fuck yeah. else would think
0: that? But, uh, but I, guess, I, I guess dysfunction is
1: going back into retirement. I saw him put like a post up saying this was his last death match, so.
0: But it's just tremendously entertaining, you know. Um, Either way, th- you know, this is what I mean. Like, this show goes off. That fucking thing was crazy from top to fucking bottom. I remember I, I said the fucking, I-, I-, I even forgot the guy's name. Who oh, I fucking told you before. I got to go back and look at it again. Yeah. Cody Rice, initially, this fat fuck, uh, impressed me with what he did in that death match. You know, he started off going like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to like this. By the end of the match, you were like, holy shit, they fucking put on a great fucking death match and by the end of the show you're like oh, what the fuck was that guy's name again yeah and i mean that's i i just don't think that that's that's productive for your own company I, it's it's crazy and again i don't think people left upset i just think you hurt your own talent you know like some of your talent just gets lost in the shuffle every show and there's nothing you could do about it it's just well the fans are fucking happy but they forgot about that match that blew their mind fucking one hour in yeah it's just i don't know it's just I couldn't imagine being like a worker on these cards and being like, yeah, that was great. Like I stole the fucking show and then they had another five matches that fucking made my shit not matter anymore. So, I got this scar forever. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Dude, it seems like they're running monthly shows now, though.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it's good for them, I guess. They're picking up. Business is picking up, I guess. Um which I know it is in Jersey. I don't, I mean, I think this is the amount of people that they expected because obviously it was a small venue. So I don't think they were expecting, like, you know, anything crazy. Right. So I guess they would call it a success. I mean, from all the people that I've heard, it was a good show. So,
0: And I thought the, uh, the whole gimmick that they did, which was it was an afternoon show. Um, and then they were showing the pay per view, the SummerSlam in the bar where it happened. So if you stuck around after the show, the majority of the wrestlers were going to stick around after the show. And you could just fucking hang at the bar and drink with the wrestlers you just watched kill themselves. Some of them you'd have to remember their name because they were early in the card. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you can get reacquainted during watching fucking SummerSlam with a bunch of guys. And honestly, like, you know, at my age, like, that's that's a little beyond me. I don't even attend any fucking shows anymore. But like back in the day when I used to watch shit and I used to drink and fucking go to shows and shit. That was sounds like an awesome fucking day. You know, yeah. if you plan on going home and watching SummerSlam anyway, and then you can just fucking hang out and drink with the wrestlers and watch it there, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So I I thought the gimmick was really cool that you know that they had lined up.
1: That's a smart move,
0: man. Yeah. Good marketing move.
1: Yeah. But, I um, think so. Which
0: yeah,
1: uh In a few weeks we got NGI, so we'll obviously, you know. Review that and all that shit. I'll be there, so I'll check that out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, CZW again uh, botches spelling on their own fucking uh advertising. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, Sammy Callian. Sammy Callian, uh, <laughs> up against uh Jimmy Lloyd. Look at and, it unbelievable. Uh, it's fucking believable. Dude, he's been in that fucking company for so he's long. He's the time. booker! He's the fucking booker of the show! He books the goddamn show! He's not a new guy. He's the guy who books the fucking shows. Sammy Callian. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sammy Callian. <laughs> so. First off, like, and and I posted, like, I don't give a fuck about this match, and clearly you guys don't either, because, you know, this this is what you're doing. Um, And, yeah, they fixed it or whatever, but come on, guys. How long is it to, like, take one step back from your graphic and going, all right, we're all good, and then hit send? Like, you have to just go fucking send, 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 until someone goes, look at these assholes, and they go, oh, we better fix that. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Do you have like one judgmental guy on staff that you can just send all this shit to and be like, is there anything wrong with this?
1: Yeah, they're, they're, I don't know, dude. I don't know who does their graphics or. But they, this is, I mean, this isn't the first time. CCW is almost. They printed fucking shirts that said Matt Tremont. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're known for their misspelling as much as they're known for their tournaments of death now, you know? It's just like. It's yeah.
0: I mean, it's just, it's baffling. I, I, I can't even. You know, and I mean, again, the the booking itself makes zero sense because Jimmy Lloyd and, and Sammy Callahan, I, I could predict the way the match is going to end after the mu- after the match. Uh, Sammy's going to get on the mic and put over Jimmy and say oh, he's the future and he's so good and he's proud of this kid and he's come a long way and everybody should watch out for him. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know. It is what it is. I'm not going to like the match. I could promise you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. If I watch it, which is highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of
1: spelling and, and grammar, I, I totally forgot about this, so you just brought it up. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's worth mentioning. Uh, so, Kevin Matthews. I don't, I don't know how much interaction you've had with the guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen the guy at PWS Show. I... He's always rubbed me the wrong way. Never done anything to me. He just seems like a dick. You know, he's like dick to fans on, on, on Facebook. And he's just overall dick. I just get a bad vibe from the guy, you know? Yeah. Super fucking cocky. Hence the, you know, too cocky gimmick or whatever. But, like, that's really him. He's just... He really thinks he's, like, he's shit, you know? Right. And um, it's just because he's, like, 6'7 and had a fucking NXT run for two months. Like, give us a fuck, dude. You're a dick. Yeah. You're not that great, you know? Um, So this dude, he... he he always corrects people on Facebook and tries to, like, belittle people and make them feel like assholes and all that. So I'm, I'm going through my timeline, and I see him just misspelling a bunch of shit. So I'm like, oh, let me let me fuck with this dude a little bit because he's, he's just a dick, and he deserves it, you know? Yeah. So I corrected him, and I, I spelled, you know, he, he put would of, like, O-F instead of would of, like, would have, you know? So
0: yeah.
1: I corrected him, and then he, he answers with, the worst people on social media are the grammar patrol people. And I said, you know, you call people out all the time i gotta bust your balls you know it's only right you do this shit to all the people all the fucking time mm-hmm. um his his little buddy uh brian myers aka uh kurt hawkins um he chimed in on twitter i guess he saw it and that pissed him off or whatever so he put a post up saying like all the people correcting people on on facebook are losers you know and then uh he tagged me in in the picture and um he says, honestly, can't recall any time I've ever wasted my time to point out you should have instead of you should have. I think everyone universally agrees it's pretty stupid and pointless. It's Facebook and not proper English class. I call people out a lot. However, never something this stupid. And I've seen this dude call people out over grammar. Like, you, you can't fucking tell me that, dude. I see yeah. on a weekly basis. How are you just going to just fucking just pretend like this is not happening? And then uh, he called me stupid. And I said, well, it's basic school grammar, so I don't really care what Brian Myers has to say if he calls <laughs> me stupid. Like, who gives a fuck, dude? You're yeah. barely on TV. Nobody gives a shit. Like, I, I don't fucking care about a Brian Myers, you know? Seen yeah. this dude a thousand times at shows and fucking walk right by him without even saying hello. He gives a fuck. I've yeah. never been a fan, you know? And I told him, I was like, eh, I wouldn't use the word stupid because, you know, obviously it's more stupid for you not to be able to spell, you know? <laughs> and then his his some girl like chimed in and said some smart shit about me and I was, and I told her off and I found out that's his girlfriend so they both blocked me so now Kevin Matthews has me blocked and Brian Myers has me blocked i just thought it's hilarious that you know all these wrestlers fucking dish it out but can't take it you know yeah cuz they're used to like the, the marks and always like you know sucking their dicks and of course then you had a bunch of fans you know Kevin Matthews PW's fans coming in and like oh like don't don't let him get to you you know he's just fucking you know, he probably didn't sign an autograph for him or something. It's like, yeah, I just I just don't like the dude. I just never really liked the dude at all. Mm-hmm. Not his work, not his personality. Just kind of just seems like a piece of shit, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never been a fan of that dude. Sucks. He's a dude that kind of, you know, fluctuates with his, like, uh, and, and the one show, someone yelled something about it, he was fat, and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm off cycle right now. Just fucking wait. So, like, yeah, nice. makes sense, too, because sometimes all of a sudden he's shredded and other times he looks like shit. So I guess this just depends on whether he's doing something or not. But, you know. Oh,
1: and and uh, he thought that I was mad that he's a celebrity, like Brian Myers. That's what he said. Oh. I'm, like, jealous of, of them being celebrities. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't think too many people know you. You can walk down Walmart and... Maybe a person will know you, but
0: yeah, I listened. I remember it was fucking years ago, but uh, I guess they do some kind of podcast. Uh yeah, And two, uh two and a half wrestlers—that's the one, yeah. And wrestling. it was with Pat Buck and stuff like that. And I listened to it like once, and that—that that was what immediately annoyed me because uh, Brian Myers was still with the WWE before he left and came back or right. whatever, and they would keep referring to him like like he was a fucking the next coming he's like i'm not gonna say who said it but it rhymes with bert Bawkins and i'm like what the fuck i'm like I- it took me like 20 minutes to figure out who the fuck they were talking about because like kurt hawkins might be a name to you guys because you're his buddy but i don't give a fuck about kurt hawkins like okay like and i'm just like why why are they doing this like inside joke like you know cool kid in class shit i'm like ah, this is annoying so i, I don't know
1: They're delusional, dude. I've seen Kevin Matthews post pictures of other shows, making fun of them for drawing, you know, not a house like WrestlePro and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, you're in Global Force right now. And Global Force had to fucking cancel all their shows in the Northeast because Northeast Wrestling fucking sold them out. Northeast Wrestling drew 2,500 people. And you guys drew maybe, maybe, yeah, they drew 200 people in New York. Mm. New York, his backyard, Kevin Matthews' backyard. Falaba and Mario Bocra and the Heavenly Bodies and Dan Moff. All New York guys. So you, you can't draw in your backyard with, with, on a fucking syndicated program. So I, I wouldn't really be airing other people out. You know? Right. And those, those are guys that used to like shit on Jersey All Pro. And then, you know, like they fucking, now they're sucking their dicks. It's just, it's, I, just, I just don't like it. Yeah. I just don't like it. I pretty yeah. much just hate everything PWS related. Only thing that came out of PWS that was good was Janela. That's the only guy. Yeah. Rest is garbage.
0: It was always garbage. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what was the other thing I want to talk about? Um, oh, speaking of trash. Um, IWA Deep South apparently had uh their Softcore Cup, which was I guess supposed to be the opposite of the uh, Carnage Cup. Yeah. And uh, during this, they did. I guess we're gonna call it a spot. Uh, Just like with the box cutter fucking stabbing was, uh, according to them, a spot. Well, there is a spot where two guys, Um, I I think he had him in like a wheelbarrow position yeah. and pulled his fucking pants down and poured fucking whipped cream in his ass. And the other guy ate this guy's asshole. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know how else I should fucking phrase that, but yeah. the, he ate this fucking guy's asshole in the ring. Like that—that's yeah. legitimately what happened. Like he tossed his salad with whipped cream.
1: Yeah, I—I I already got into this on Wednesday because I, I just couldn't fucking wait. I was—I was losing my shit, dude. I just some people have already heard me i'll let you get into it but this whole fucking thing i wouldn't even call this a spot dude this is like a
0: regret you know? oh there's nothing about it this, this is, is spot. a rot there's nothing about that fucking uh deep south that's a legitimate wrestling company there's that's nothing about any of right. that but this is you know the, the argument i keep getting into with with some of these fucking window lickers on these uh <laughs> these fucking groups that that you're in <laughs> you know i don't I don't fucking deal with it you know they'll tell you the deep south like there's nothing wrong with it man like just fucking enjoy the show. Like, shut up. I hate when people try to force you to enjoy something. Like, no, bleed man, enjoy it. It's different. entertainment. Like, you don't fucking bleed for my entertainment, bro. Yeah, it's different. It's, like, it's different. Dude, Let, enjoy seriously. it. It's like,
1: yeah, dude, I don't I don't know. I'm not into other guys touching other guys' balls and flipping them over and licking whipped cream out of dudes' assholes and shit. It's like, yeah, that's not really my thing, man. I don't know. You can enjoy it if you want, but that's just not for me.
0: Yeah, um, I, I despise this. And then um, you know, Pinky Sanchez—that's
1: uh, right, that's right—decided
0: to join the uh, the fray in the conversation in, on your group yeah. and say that anyone who shits on this is a loser. <laughs> and he's, he's dead fucking serious. Yeah, like he's it's... he's dead fucking serious. Which to me just means he's eaten some whipped cream out of dude's ass before. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't think there's another way that this could go. Yeah. He probably looked at it and went. On that shit man Tasty. Why, what the fuck's the problem with that
1: yeah tasty
0: you know beautiful
1: yeah pinky said i even asked pinky on that and i comment i was like i hope you're being really sarcastic you know like, i'm serious it's a good spot it's like yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know dude
0: i can't yeah, say i'm a fan just, of you anymore <laughs> he's definitely a fun. cream out of dude's ass oh
1: well, he kind of you know wouldn't surprise me Mm-hmm. but yeah i, I don't know what's going on with ida be a deep south man from stabbings to wanting to cut fingers off to licking fucking whipped cream out of ball sacks and assholes and grundle areas and all kinds of weird shit. I just I'm not into it at all. And on top of that the owner is a fucking clan member. So
0: Yeah. I, I'm not into that shit as a whole. I, I don't like Deep South. I don't like any of that shit. Um you know and it's just it's, this is just another contributing factor to why like I, I don't have a problem with telling people like I don't really like wrestling that much. Like, I don't really I don't really watch it mm-hmm. Um, here and there. I see some stuff that like, uh, you know, I'll watch this show or watch that show. But like I've separated myself so far from it. And it's just it's not only like, oh, some some really super gay shit might happen at a show. Yeah. But wrestlers will also call you an asshole for not liking it. Like, oh, OK, well, I guess I'll just go over here then like i'm just gonna go like i'm gonna walk away slowly from this conversation like i don't really i don't know how to exist around these motherfuckers if it's not even acceptable to be like yeah that's not my fucking thing when a dude looks a dude's asshole yeah like how the fuck did you hate on that what are you some kind of fucking loser it's like (laughs) no i'm kind of a straight dude who doesn't like watching dudes look asshole (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the best part is calling people losers for it's not making it it's like i know dude, it's that, strange Not, that's but... subjective at all Nah, eh, just it's a fact if you don't like eating fucking whipped cream out of dude's assholes you're a loser i guess dude i don't know yeah, oh, i plan on losing my whole life then i don't fucking know dude i'm I'm yeah. losing
0: i'm losing for life that dude's u porn search bar has got to be fucking crazy it's got to be fucking crazy you know, goddamn well he, that wasn't the first time he seen that shit. Well, he
1: did have fucking pigtails and uh, wore pink a lot, so yeah, he did.
0: You know, that's so you don't get the whipped cream in your hair.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, also he probably has dudes holding on to the fucking pigtails. You know,
0: it's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. That shit just that's bizarre to me. To just like come out of the fucking crowd and be like, "Hold up, who's hating on this shit?" <laughs> like,
1: what? <laughs> What yeah. the fuck?
0: Are you serious? Dead serious. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Jesus. All right. Do we have anything else? Or are we wrapping up with Pinky Sanchez's uh, <laughs> whipped cream and ass fetish?
0: Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what else I got. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's I think- pretty much it, dude. I, I keep meaning to mention this. I guess we'll do wrap with this real quick. But anybody who's a fan of rap, go out and get Sean Price's new album. Um, his wife put that shit together with other people she collaborated with, and the shit is like he didn't die, like and just dropped a new album. The shit is fucking crazy. It's the features on it are crazy. He's got a Wu Tang track on there with almost the whole fucking Wu Tang. Um, shit sounds like an old school Wu Tang track. He's got Freeway on there on a track. He's got another song that's called Three Lyrical P's. It's got him, Prodigy, and uh, Styles P. That track is crazy. Nice. I mean, it's I mean this fucking this CD is is one of the best things he's ever fucking put out, and he didn't even put it out. And like his his wife did him fucking justice on this shit. So you know, go fucking you know got all these fucking mumble rappers running around making billions of fucking dollars and. You know, he, he's got a wife and kid that don't see their father anymore. You know what I mean? So go fucking go support that shit. It's a bomb-ass album. It's not just about fucking charity. I'm talking about, like, real fucking real-ass hip-hop. You know what I mean? Go support that shit because that's what the fuck should be selling.
1: Yeah. Yo, uh, before we leave, real quick, Jersey All Pro uh, announced that Matt Riddle's actually coming in. Yeah. Um, And Jonathan Gresham. And Jonathan Gresham. And they actually have Keith Lee going against Black G's. So. Yeah. This should be a big show. I mean, Jersey All-Pro comes back every once a year, it seems like, and they do one big anniversary show and peace out. So
0: Yeah, they did a little railroad taping that doesn't even resemble what a Jersey All-Pro show is. So, I mean, that's yeah. a, I mean, that's that's not really the same thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really big show. Um, I mean, back in Rawway. Dude, was- I
1: love Rawway. I love that Rex Hunter. Yeah,
0: you can really get a lot of people in there. Oh, yeah, dude. That place fucking rocking. Uh, the bleachers are excellent fucking seats. They yeah, really are.
1: It looks awesome. I remember, uh, you know, Ring of Honor being there and shit, you know? It was a good spot. Yeah. Wasn't Ring of Honor there? No, no, no. Ring of Honor used to do the National Guard Armory in Philly. That's what I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, again, like uh, those gyms with the fucking bleachers, the bleachers are good. You yeah, know? dude. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten like fucking crazy ass pictures, like uh, just as good, if not better than some front row stuff because you get a good angle. So you're not hitting ropes. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, so if you got a good zoom on your camera and and you sit up in those bleachers, man, you get dope-ass pictures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the only times I've been to the rec center was for Jersey All-Pro and uh, PWS, I think. Yeah.
0: I think.
1: But I I really like that spot. I mean, it's a cool-ass fucking venue. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of history behind it as far as, you know, Fat Frank and Jersey All-Pro and stuff. So it's a good yeah. spot, man. That's that's their home to me. You know what I mean? Which Yeah. We, you know, I kinda ranted about this last time we talked about uh we, we reviewed the anniversary show with you know Kevin Matthews and all those guys saying that Wrestle this is WrestlePro's building. It's like, eh, yeah. it's really not. J.P. was in this shit for fucking eight to ten years, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man. I guess we'll uh we'll come back next Sunday and uh we'll talk some more indie wrestling. If you guys got some topics, drop it off uh either on Jay's page or go to facebook.com slash group slash THT Podcast. Definitely subscribe to Yakuza Kick Radio and THT Podcast on iTunes, and uh, we'll be back next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Peace.